0: Uh, uh, insert something witty here
1: hey it's a uh it's an east coast double header
2: <laughs>
1: we we played the game this morning and now we're playing it again yeah yeah you beat me on that first one but uh it's a it's a it's a brooklyn maryland grudge match is what it is
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i hope
1: not uh yeah, so we're we're. Oops, sorry.
0: That was the a hell big was giant. That? that was a big giant mirror falling over. Oh shit! Was it really? Yeah. Well, uh, Did I the glass break? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, I had it uh, propped up and held on via gaffer's tape, which apparently right lost its will. Bill, to live. Bill
1: does the show in the nude in front of a big mirror every time. Not a lot of people know that.
2: <laughs> I had but, it set uh, up
0: for today's uh, picture, which was a knockoff of the Elsa Bing uh, self portrait.
1: Ah, okay. So I needed a mirror. uh, Knock off, no pun intended. You knocked the mirror right off the wall. But um, yeah. Uh,
0: Anyway, so uh, sorry. All right. So (laughs)
1: it's uh, it's God. I don't know when. I'm assuming it's Tuesday. Yeah, Um, Tuesday. Well, it is Tuesday. Yeah. So it is Tuesday, Uh, and it's episode 260. But here's the thing, gang. Here's the thing. We're recording this last Tuesday. (gasps) What? Yeah. You know,
0: you know how you can tell how I've still got three thin mints right next to me.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you are a man of willpower. <coughs> I, I know, would have powered through those. OK, things. here's the
0: problem. Here's the problem. I've also in the meantime eaten three tagalongs.
1: Oh, well, OK, well, that's not fair. <laughs> now you're just now you're just screwing with the pool. There's also a box of Samoas over there. The last
0: what box the of hell Samoas, did you did you open.
1: knock off a Girl Scout van? What
0: did you do? Uh, Conrad brought home ten boxes about a month ago. I knocked those off, and then she brought <laughs> another ten boxes home from another person at work. She's doing wow. her part to subsidize the Girl Scout. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Uh, new new uniforms, waistline. courtesy of Heather yeah. Conrad. Yeah. You know who's going to need new clothes as me after I eat yeah, all these right. cookies.
1: Right, right. <laughs> uh, all right, Q&A.
0: We've got uh, tons of stuff here.
1: Yeah, it is uh, on Taking Pictures. Yeah. We didn't say that. We didn't? It is, though. No. Episode well, we said 260. This is exciting. Yeah, we said, it. we said it last time, this morning. Okay. Or, I mean, a week ago. Bum bum,
0: bum. <laughs> I wish we had like an actual orchestral stab in there. Can't we get something you've got in I'm sure be able we could. But you know, it's kind
1: of fun also. With a line. little vibrato with the end. dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> uh okay, so yeah, as Bill mentioned, it is uh, episode 260, which means which means yeah. That as of as of as of next time 5 years baby five years it's exciting five we got to do
0: something fun for that five years. yeah
1: year. yeah yep uh what what's what's five years anniversary terms what is that paper is that wood what is that
0: um what is that would be uh, five anniversaries by the years according to hallmark traditional is wood modern
1: is silverware what
2: a bunch silverware!
1: Of,
0: what a load of crock!
1: This all those
2: this aren't this
0: even stuff is. those
1: aren't even related. Wood. No and one silverware. has silver
0: like actual silverware anymore. No one cares about that stuff, do they?
1: Well, uh, wood,
0: wood. I'm wood. I'm all right with
1: silverware, wood. We're not so. so much. If you want to send us something made of wood,
0: a nice that would table, be cool.
1: Perhaps or a chair or paper. Paper is wood.
0: Eh, pulpy.
1: Yeah, I got. You, I'll you, I'm you with know, you. You know what? You know what's wood is journals and notebooks okay you know i like that
0: <sighs> jeffrey so you're, you're always like you're always uh <laughs> itching for the uh, for the notebooks like you know, know, you, I, of course if you had nothing else to do with your money and would like to send me a notebook right. you can send it
1: care of or a cardboard box with <laughs> yeah. a new camera in it <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly as <laughs> would uh okay so we've got about 700 questions yep. that you guys sent in as we usually do which is great yep um, honestly, I, I mean, not 700, but we probably have enough. If we did all of these to, to completion, <laughs> we, we, we would could probably do another have a,
0: 260
1: episodes of the show. No, we could probably do another two shows. I think there are probably two or three shows worth in here. Yeah. Hey, you know what we don't have? Do we have a photographer of the week for uh, this week?
0: I was just pulling one up. Yeah. I oh, okay.
1: One. So yes. So by the end of the thing, you'll, yeah.
0: Yep, I got one.
1: All right. Where do we uh, start? Uh, we have flipped a coin. Woo, woo, woo and uh call it <laughs> heads oh heads it is you you go <laughs> look at that what are the odds
0: <laughs> uh all right question wait should we say
1: one? should we say what what have you been doing this weekend mm. i don't know because it hasn't happened I, yet or right. has it so, but it has been, or okay. has it
0: that joke hey bill on. how was your trip it was great i'm actually still there um florian question semi-technical yep. question that i do not uh, that I do not search a definitive answer to, okay. uh, just thinking about it. Uh, I got interested in how Leica does its marketing, and at one point they pointed out several times. Uh, one thing they pointed out several times is the position of the viewfinder and the construction allows you to keep one eye open so that you don't miss the action that goes on around you. So your one eye is on the viewfinder, the rangefinder on that camera, and then your other eye can be open. You could do this the same with yours if you were a right-eyed kind of guy
1: yeah i mean for left eye shooters that is not applicable in the least and in right. fact it it's it is it is cumbersome for those of us who who are left eye shooters and try to keep our right eye open right it, it, you're looking at the back of the camera so right. yeah anyway go ahead okay so the argument for waist level viewfinders found in medium format
0: cameras and some evfs and compact cameras is the exact opposite to leica you ex yourself is if that if that's the word uh, from your environment and focus on the subject to me, both make total sense. And I use both all the time. How is it for you guys? Do you make that distinction consciously? Um, well, two things. One Jeffrey, when he uses a left viewfinder, doesn't really help him as he was saying, cause he yeah, doesn't help me left. I
1: do love, I do love waist level. Like the, the, my, my, right. uh, my Yashica mat. I do you, love, do you the, find the waist though, level.
0: that that separates you from the world around you? The, no, the, not at all. The thing about waist level viewfinders is that if you're looking at them binocularly, if you're looking at them with both eyes, the viewfinder looks three dimensional. Like the the image in the in the viewfinder has a mm-hmm. dimensionality to it that it doesn't if you close one eye. So, in some ways, waist level viewfinders pull you into the picture as much as they do. Uh, as much as they d- pull you out of the world, does that make sense? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I I like them simply because, like with my yoshika which is the only waist level finder I have, I can sort of hold the camera at my chest and do kind of eighty twenty as I'm walking around the streets. You know, right. I can kind of look down 20% and frame something up but but still be very aware of my surroundings. Right. So I really do right. like that mode of shooting quite a bit.
0: Uh, they are very different. I when I use my Leica, I almost always keep the other eye closed. I don't do the whole I'm oh, looking really? through my right eye and my yeah, left yeah, yeah. eye is open. No, I I use it like a traditional viewfinder, which I know is not exactly what they suggest or what the whole point of it is, but that's the way I roll. Uh mm-hmm. when it comes to Uh, medium format cameras or, 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 um, you know, waist level viewfinders. I love waist level viewfinders. The other thing from a, from a portrait photographer's point of view, one of the reasons why people like waist level viewfinders is that yes, I can look down and look at the picture, but I can also look up and see you and you can see my whole face. Sure. Um, Sure. Classically there's, there's this shot of, uh, uh, coupon shooting, uh, Bill Clinton back in the day. And I will, uh, here, uh, view image. Uh, I will uh, pull this up and uh, and put a link in the show notes here, uh, where you can actually see that he is uh, doing exactly what I'm saying, where he's obviously looking down into the camera, but he can also look up and, and see Clinton. Um, right. So... That That is also kind of interesting, right? That whole, right, whole right, way of right. looking at things. So a lot well, of people... Well, and it's the uh,
1: uh, 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 helmet Newton, that, right. f- the famous right. shot of him with the, the camera on the tripod. Right, exactly. Yeah, right.
0: So, so there are different ways of looking at the thing. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I'm so used now to just using a regular, say, optical viewfinder on an SLR that... It, you know, range finders and waist level viewfinders and large format, all of that combined is maybe three to 5% of the times that I ever shoot, you know, um, mm-hmm. combined. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's a different thing. I don't think about it that consciously. I wouldn't choose a camera based on that. Um, I would choose a camera based on, Oh, I want to shoot with the Hasselblad cause it's fun. To have a I wouldn't choose
1: a camera based on it, but it certainly has been a factor.
0: Okay, fair enough. You know what's really funny? You know how uh, when I brought my Hasselblad down there, and you were having you, you hadn't done it in so many years, the whole like left, right, up, down. Oh yeah, thing, yeah. Right? It's, it's all sort of wonky backwards. Yeah. yeah. So the other day, I had my Pentax with the screen out with the live view on because I was at a low angle I couldn't get to otherwise and I found myself, even though if I wanted to go to the right, I needed to turn the camera to the right. I was turning it to the left. My brain was <laughs> in yeah. yeah yeah hustle yeah. blood mode, not in that's actual, you know, uh, so, yeah, it was, it was actually kind of funny. Um, that's funny. So there you go Florian, uh,
1: yep. next, uh, Millie. Oh. Hi, Millie. Uh, Oh, this is a question for you specifically. Right on. All right, All right. Bill. All right. No, I can't do her okay. voice. Uh, since you're doing the three sixty five portraits again, uh, oh, this is an interesting one. Has Facebook and social media in general made it easier or harder for you to complete your assignments in terms of finding subjects, places, uh, et cetera? We talked about this a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what was it, two two weeks ago?
0: Yeah. Uh, I have... Hmm. Has it made it harder or easier for you? I mean, Facebook is very handy in that, you know, I have whatever, a thousand fr- quote-unquote friends on Facebook, right? And... They all see the pictures and somebody who doesn't live in the area may know somebody who lives in the area. Or, for example, this whole uh, uh, thing going out to San Francisco, I can say, show me all my friends in San Francisco and write to them separately. Uh, Mm -hmm. Facebook Messenger is very handy. But again, I think, like I said a couple weeks ago, it's really frustrating to have to watch uh, Twitter mentions, Twitter DMs, mail inside of Instagram, Facebook Messenger, my email. It's like, you know it's like I have to remember where I talked to somebody and that's a pain in the ass. Um, I will say, though, that, that overall, people in general, and this isn't obviously everybody who I've shot, but I've had a number of cancellations and more flakiness than I did the last time around. Like mm-hmm. just general not understanding that I have you booked for this day and you just can't do it tomorrow because I have somebody already booked for tomorrow. Like right. Those kinds of things. That's happened there a few There seem to
1: have been uh, more, I mean... I didn't. I, I did You didn't know, know me back you then. Doing, yeah, but it seems to be kind of a lot of, hey, last minute. Yep. Uh, anybody yeah. free? Yeah, it's once and every
0: I've, week, maybe or every couple weeks. You know, it's yeah, not like. Yeah. And I mean, and th- that was part of it. The first time, I was just less public about it. The first time, I would just go find mm, somebody. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. So I guess to some extent it makes it easier because almost always I find somebody through that or through, you know, and that's actually led to a number of interesting people. So, yeah, I mean, it hasn't changed it all that much. If anything, it's uh, it's heightened the whole thing, but it hasn't changed it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, David Gardner um, episodes that stand out in my mind. Uh, Barry Manilow's birthday.
1: Is there a question in here?
0: Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey's come to Jesus moment. Freddie named that. Yep. And for obvious reasons, Gardner stole all the saturation. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, I do. That's pretty funny. Uh, what episodes <laughs> stick
0: out or perhaps create an ah moment for either of you?
1: An aha, not an ah.
0: Does it say aha? Oh, it does. I'm sorry.
1: Aha moment. <laughs> an "ah moment.
3: <laughs> all of them.
1: Uh, an aha moment or stick out. Hmm.
0: I mean, the come to Jesus moment is a seminal episode.
1: Yeah, you know, I You know, where your
0: little flip out. It yeah. Was somewhere,
1: what, like in the 150s? I don't remember. If somebody knows that one off the top, uh, podcasted on taking pictures, I don't remember that. Um, you know, I, I will say that... Um, and I think this is fair to talk about. It, it, a little while back, the show became... Hmm... Not harder to do, but there was a... It just wasn't as fun.
0: Well, I think there's an ebb and
1: flow of that all along the way, right? Yeah. Well, there'll and, be strings of things that are like,
0: oh my God, this is a good time. And then there's a few weeks where you're like, oh, I guess we have to do this Yeah, show.
1: and I don't know what it... I mean, maybe it was stuff that I was going through, stuff that you're going through, stuff that we are going through. But the last, I don't know, a dozen months, months, or so yeah. shows have just been so much fun yeah. again. You know, and... I I'm really thankful for that because it's it, you know and and I think too the, we we went through a period you and I of this the show was kind of a job where sure. we wouldn't really talk much during yeah. the week we would come in read the notes okay you ready yeah I'm ready all right you want to dive let's in it. yeah okay let's dive yeah. in let's do it um, but we we have you know over these past few months have gotten back into this kind of rhythm of, you know, we talk during the week yep. and, you know, you call and say, what's going on? And I call you what's going on. And I think, I think that has been um, one of the good more the show. and yeah, it's, and well, and it's, and it's, I think it's good for us as friends, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it is funny though. So, some people
0: say to me that they're like, oh, you know, you do the show. And I was like, and they're like, how long have you been doing? I said like, five years and right. an hour and a half a week for five years, which ends up being say four or five hundred hours of you and i talking right and if you look at that and you can you add up all the time you and i have actually spent in each other's presence in person it may be a dozen or 15 hours right yeah (laughs) maybe something like that right yeah it's
1: funny It's, it's yeah
0: it's a it's a friendship built on skype yeah you know yeah um so that's that's uh you know yeah, it's interesting. Sorry. So uh, specific things, uh, you know, this is kind of interesting, like that thing we talked about in the last episode where we're going to discuss, you know, a moment that I had uh, in episode 61 or whatever it is, like this sort right. of freak out moment. Kind of re- re- yeah. yeah. Hey. I think hey, if episode anything, 61 revisited.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Got the title already. Right. Um, I I wonder if is if it's less specific episodes, and there are episodes that were a lot of fun, but more watching the ebb and flow of the whole thing. Yeah, is more interesting yeah. to me because uh, I think there's good moments in every episode, and some mm-hmm. some episodes have
1: more moments. You know. I love the photographers of the week. Yep. I have learned so much about things that you've suggested, things that yep. listeners have sent in. Yep. Um, a lot of inspiration has come out of doing the photographers of the week. I think that's one of the cool sort of staples of the show. Yeah, is doing that.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, this kind of dovetails nicely into Josh. Josh Eikenberry. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, um, wait. No. No. That's no, you. This one, is it me? Yep. All right. Uh, any regrets in oh, doing he, the
0: show? By the way, J- Josh sent in like 15 questions. So we're going to... Some of these we're going to, you know, 20 second. Just so Okay. So any so,
1: regrets in doing the show and anything you wish you had done differently in the five years?
0: Okay. Uh, anything we wish we had done differently in the five years? I don't uh, know. First one,
1: no. I don't regret doing the show. No. Oh, God. So that's no. an easy one. Yeah, no.
0: Well, if we regretted... I mean, are there regrets in doing the show? No, 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 no. Uh, and anything you wish you had done differently this is, that's definitely one of those. If we had done anything differently, we wouldn't be where we are, and therefore I wouldn't want to change what's happened you know what yeah, I, mean?
1: I can't think of anything really. no
0: no um, well, that was an easy, that was an easy question to answer yeah.
1: okay <laughs> uh, do, do, uh, okay part 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 two subsection A part two uh, yeah right part numéro deux. Uh, do you actually really hate each other off the air a la Adam and the walrus from Mythbusters? What's the walrus? That's Jamie from the Mythbusters. Oh, that's what they call him? The walrus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really hate each other?
0: Uh, apparently, they don't get along that great. They don't hang out off off the air. In the same oh. way, Penn and Teller are not that great of friends. They're business partners. They're not friends. Huh. I mean, I okay. think Teller is one of Penn's kids godfather or something, but it's not like they're hanging out when they're not working together. And they've famously huh. said that that's part of the reason why they have success on the show or, you know, in, in the things they do is that they're not constantly together when they're not working.
1: Oh, huh. Okay. News to me. Uh, so no, no, no we well, don't really hate each, each other off the air. Yeah. I mean, there's times Favorite you and I disagree and like yeah. brothers,
0: there's times when we like things come to a head and we argue about stuff, but I don't, but it's but, not, it's not like I don't hate you. You know what I mean? There's never hate. hatred. No. In
1: and, and, you know, I think I'm a, I think. I think I'm a better person having known you.
0: Aww, and
1: I, and I I do believe that. I think I have learned some new tools. Um, you have helped me work through some things. And yeah, uh, I think
0: we're both mentally very different because of all this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, favorite I pair of pills of Bill's pants. Favorite pair of my pants or favorite pair of favorite Bill's favorite pair pants? of pants. You have a favorite pair of pants of my pants. Yeah. Um, I have a pair of. Uh, uh no 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 i don't have a favorite pair. well you know what i do there are these kind of army green um broken in like chinos khakis whatever
0: okay that's that's fair
1: yeah i like those i'm I'm probably a levi's
0: 501 kind of guy yeah which reminds me i gotta go buy some new ones after the show today
1: uh if if marooned on a desert island with your choice of an unlimited supply of, <laughs> of single a single meal. Meal, what would it be? Spam. No, I'm just kidding. Spam. <laughs> <Ugh>. um,
0: <laughs> the problem is no there's nothing that you wouldn't get sick of, right?
1: No. Um off the top of my head, yep. uh steel cut oats.
0: Really oatmeal?
1: Yeah. Not the flakes though. It's gotta be the steel cut oats.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh I'd probably go for pancakes. I like pancakes. Yeah. But I'm yeah. a I'm a pancake fan. I, I'm also a fan of fake syrup of like Aunt Jemima. I don't like real syrup, and I'm married to a girl from Vermont, so this becomes an actual topic of 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 you know division between us. Hmm. You you thinking about the fact that I don't like fancy syrup? No, that's
1: right. I don't like fancy syrup. I'll either. eat it. It's just
0: I, it's like I don't prefer it, and I'm I a log pay cabin money person. Yeah,
1: there you go. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, next uh pc mac or awesome third option mm, linux uh Pfft,
0: we are mac. both mac users we are both hackintosh users we are Although pc
1: for gaming so yeah you're a both. pc
0: guy for gaming i used to be yeah. a, a windows guy i switched to mac i don't know six seven years ago um but always hackintosh i have mac laptops occasionally like right now i have a 2011 macbook air which is 2012 macbook air which is fine right. You know, it's like fine for doing what I need to do with it. But uh, yeah, I mean, if I had the, if I had unlimited funds, if I was a trust fund baby, I would have Mac hardware, Apple hardware, but yeah, I just don't want to spend the money
1: for it. Uh, uh TP over the roll or under the over. What are we farmers over Conrad likes Always it under two
0: and it Oof. drives me nuts.
1: No. Yeah. That's just wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh most pho- overrated photographic trend of all time hdr
0: i was gonna say the same thing Yeah, HDR. hdr are we
1: in agreement actually i was gonna hdr i was gonna make a joke and say color
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah uh um, hdr um jeffrey often talks about taking things away from a place oh from a piece sorry uh taking things away from a piece in order to remove crutches What's the ultimate reduction of a photo? Ooh. I'm not sure what reduction means.
0: Maybe like a photogram, like a... Uh, yeah, like a photogram a, or a cyanotype yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, like right on the paper. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's... Because then you're removing the lenses, you're removing... All you have is two-dimensional composition.
1: Yeah, or, uh, you know, like pinhole, yeah. like an oatmeal... Yeah. And,
0: and in that box, case, you have camera. you have shapes, right? It's not even tonal stuff, really.
1: Not unless you use, like, semi-transparent yeah, yeah, pieces yeah, yeah, or, sure. you know, that kind of thing, like leaves or something. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Sure, good point.
0: Um, <laughs> Fielding's uh, follow-up to Josh Eikenberry's, replace the role yourself or wait for someone you live with to do it. Wait for someone you live with to do it. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sorry, honey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's um, funny.
1: Yeah. Um, you want to take this one too? Yeah, let's see. To... Uh,
0: Rena yeah. writes uh, What makes an image a portrait? I argued this with my photo documentary teacher. He believes that the subject must be engaged with the photographer. So, this is the distinction between a picture of a person and a portrait. Hmm. That's actually not a bad description. I'd never really thought about it until this question uh, in this way, but that's actually a pretty good description.
1: What if the sitter is blind?
0: Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, but engaged oh, doesn't mean looking at the person necessarily. Mm. Right? If you're sitting in front yeah. of me and you know that I'm taking your picture, I think that's
1: the big distinction. Ah. Okay. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Like a like a, Rather like than a sort common of an anonymous, awareness? like a street portrait type thing. Right,
0: right, right. Like a common awareness.
1: So maybe maybe I maybe I would change that to uh, must be aware of the photographer, not necessarily engaged with
0: okay yeah 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 fair enough yeah. yeah yeah uh it i mean that's like what is the sound of one hand clapping kind of stuff right i mean yes it's it's this you you hear it yeah. <laughs> the um <laughs> yes you could i mean you get a philosophical question i don't know i mean and, and i'm arguing as somebody who's a perf- you know a portrait photographer so right i i don't I don't know. I I do know though that there are times when I see pictures of people that I think it's not really a portrait. That's a picture of a person and I don't know why it feels that way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the but the but this whole engagement is is not a bad way of describing that.
1: Yes. Um although I would suggest that there are photographs that I have seen and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but uh, where they are more of kind of a voyeuristic Sure
0: that are still good pictures.
1: yeah that still seem to capture uh a, a, an aspect maybe not the soul of the sitter but uh, you know right. an aspect of personality of the subject sure and the subject was unaware that the camera was there
0: yeah like those ones of the guy who shot through the in, in the people's windows remember that whole rigmarole mm,
1: i do remember that yeah
0: i don't know it's a good question i don't know uh matthew zoo
1: that's you all right. Matthew Zhu. Hi, Matthew. Uh, thank you for the question. What's something about life you wish you knew 10 or 20 years ago? Uh,
0: that there's no right answer. There's no way to do it that is the right way of doing it.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Or would, the flip side,
0: that. there's no wrong way to live life.
1: Uh, And that most of the stuff is just little. Yep.
0: As big as most, it feels most, in the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: most of the things that, that I, I know most of the things personally that I get spun up over are, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they amount to insignificant bullshit. Sure, of course. It's, it's, but for some reason in the moment, you know, as Bill said, it's the most important thing in the world.
0: The funny thing is, do you ever have those situations and then a year later you're like, oh man, remember that time I was fighting with Bill? What the hell are we fighting about? and you can't even come up with the answer of what it is that you were arguing about yeah sure you know that's the great part is it like oh well, it yeah, felt so you, important in the moment you can't even right. remember what it is six in the weeks moment later. you
1: just knew you had to be right or validated right. or whatever it is whatever yeah. but it doesn't mean anything and and the other thing that i wish i knew i wish i had known 10 or 20 years ago southern california is, sucks what <laughs> what uh is to to not hold back telling the people you love you love them right
0: fair enough yeah it's a good one
1: not hold back because in an in an instant they could be gone not necessarily dead although that could happen but they could be out of your life gone as and relatives. You, and you may not have yeah you may not have the chance yeah so yeah agreed man heavy yeah <laughs> ken <laughs> Uh, Ken Lar- and from from heavy we move to not so heavy. What are your feelings about the
0: retirement beard, Allah Letterman, Michael Stipe, John Stewart, Stephen Colbert, etc. et, et all? Um, can we wa- I can think we broaden Michael this? Michael Stipe has
1: an Michael Stipe has an epic beard.
0: Yeah, I okay. I don't like facial hair. Uh, definitely for me, I don't like it. It's not that I don't think I look good with facial hair. Like I actually look all right with, you know, a day or two of stubble, but it drives me crazy having crap on my face. And that's what it feels like when I, when I Hmm. can't shave or haven't shaved in a while. I've gone six weeks into a beard just to see how it looked. Uh, I don't know. Um, actually it was like 2002, maybe. Uh, I did that and... I would never do it again. It was itchy. It was scratchy. Crap gets in it. it. I feel dirty all the time and I want to get it off of my face.
1: You got thin mints stuck in it.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> mind shaving. Like feeling cleanly shaved is very satisfying to me. So yep. in that sense, I look at these people and I go, why would you ever do that? Like I, I, you know, I don't get it and I don't get friends of mine who have facial hair. It's just like, it drives me crazy or not. just
1: I shaved my beard the other day. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. Shaved it to like, I don't know, 16th of an inch or eighth of an well, inch. Well, that's it's the thing is that it's like, it's like three day, you know, or whatever, five day yeah, growth. Or I mean,
0: work. I'm not saying that other people aren't allowed to have beards or that it like bothers me that they have beards. I just don't understand how they could prefer that over a clean shave. Um, right. So that's just, you know, my thing. So the retirement beard, I think it's weird. <laughs> like I would, you know, uh, it would drive me crazy, but Hey, everybody's yeah. got their thing.
1: Everybody's got their thing all right mike waller i like this one yep uh mike waller what are the advantages of focus stacking versus small aperture and show slow shutter speed on a tripod right and number two what are the characteristics of a well-done multiple exposure image
0: uh answer to number two would be that you can't tell that it's a multiple exposure image um in my opinion uh d- number 1 the question 1 focus stacking versus small aperture slow shutter speed um well if you if you stop down enough to get the the depth of field that you want to get oftentimes you get into the diffraction area if you stop down more yep. than f16 yep. or f18 f22 uh you start actually losing some of the sharpness out of your lens so so that's that's a problem um
1: and if you're doing macro stuff yeah. your your depth of field gets razor razor right. thin which is why even when they do lo- uh, you know.
0: exactly even at f22 you're you're, yeah, you're not yeah. that thick uh the focus stacking if you do it right and you get if you're shooting a bunch of images at F11 or whatever, you know, a a few, a a quarter turn around, you know what I mean? Like just a scooch of a turn focusing all the way back, you'll actually get a much sharper image than you would at a small aperture, slow shutter speed, Um, both from diffraction and the fact that with the multiple exposures, it's not just that one thing is in focus and things are in sort of focus and less not in focus, it's everything can be in focus if you really want it to be right.
1: It's front to back, yeah. uh,
0: if you and do it right, like it's not
1: easy. No, uh, there, uh there's gear to do it, yeah, yeah. I've been at the, the museum a few times with uh, with Hugh shooting things, and he shoots like coins, they'll focus uh-huh. stack coins to get the relief of that. Oh, god, or you know, buttons or you know, badges, things like that, they'll focus stack those, and you're just moving minute you know increments but at that at that level it adds up it adds up and and the resulting images he's shown me um you know here's a single image and here's a stacked image and it's it's night and day yeah yeah it's tack sharp
0: it's it is just a lot of work to get it right because i mean theoretically you want these things to be kind of close together you know what i mean and evenly spaced and then there's the post-production of getting them so everything lines up perfectly you know what i mean because even on a high-rise camera you bump that tripod at all or even the way you press the shutter button might have you
1: know now some cameras some of the micro four-thirds cameras and i think some dslrs will do it in camera allow you to do focus stacking in camera yeah otherwise you need something like uh what the hell is it called helical helicon 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 focus what's that um It's, it's, that's a focus stacking software that combines all the images. Oh,
0: you can do it in Photoshop too No. Yeah. 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 Uh, just, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not that hard to do in Photoshop. It's pretty cool too, because what it does is you stick all the different photos on different layers, you select them all, you can auto align so that make sure that they're aligned as much as possible. And then you can Mm -hmm. merge them. And what it does is it actually masks each image, each layer so that there's f- complete coverage of the whole thing, but the most in-focus part of any particular area is is masked open. So it's it's very, very cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so yeah. Yeah, if you if you do do it in Photoshop, be sure to look at like, you know, go into quick mask mode and take a look at the mask and see the seams and everything because it's fascinating how it puts stuff together.
0: I, I can't even imagine the programming <laughs> involved <laughs> right. in that. Right. I mean, literally, it's 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 unbelievable how yeah. well it does. I mean, how the fact that anything even knows something is in focus versus just being low contrast. I don't understand, mm-hmm. but that's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole other, you know, ball of wax. Um, uh, let's uh, see what else. Number
1: two, wait, what number two, multiple exposure. Is that composite or in camera? Well, I think he's
0: saying basically HDR or the focus stacking or whatever. And I just said that the, 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 the characteristics is that you can't tell that it was multiple exposures. That's mm-hmm. the best, you know, it's like, I, I like looking at a retouched or composited image and you can't tell that it was composited or retouched.
1: Right. Right.
0: Um, that's, that's, the, that's when you know you're getting good when people can't even tell you touched it at all, which is kind mm-hmm. of frustrating because you're like, I spent hours on this thing. And they're like, <laughs> right. it looks like you just shot it like that. And you're like, no, yeah.
1: that's straight out of, that's a JPEG. Yeah. Right? And then out then you camera? get older. Oh yeah. my
0: God. The the guys who came and fixed my internet the other day, uh, one guy was just like, oh, that's a really nice picture. Did you take that on your phone. And I was like, no. <laughs> no i no i didn't trevon or whatever his name was anyway um demetrius demetrius that's a great
1: name demetrius green uh great name
0: shifting to my main point i wanted to know if either of you could help me with finding good insurance i currently have opportunities to photograph events for my college business Uh, uh, at business rates rather than student rate they offer, but they require that I have insurance first and honestly don't know where to start. I remember bill had to get insurance for a job he did once, but I can't recall the episode. Uh, yeah. So I used to not have to, I used to not do insurance. Um, Mm -hmm. mostly because I didn't feel like spending hundreds of dollars a year was even worth it for me. Uh, because God forbid, all my gear, you know, got flushed down a giant toilet. It would cost me four or five grand to get back where I wanted to be. You know what I mean? What I right. what I really needed. So if I'm spending eight hundred dollars a year, well, if that only happens once every five years, I still come out ahead. You know, um, but that's just equipment. I never really had to deal with liability, or if I did, the production company that I was working with dealt with that or whatever. But I had my shoot last fall. I had to have my own insurance on top of the production company. Uh, so I did mine through, I guess it's uh, TCP. So it's like Tom Pickens or whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. I think I pay something like 600 bucks a year for about $10,000 worth of equipment coverage.
1: And I think that... And what's, what's your deductible?
0: I think it may be like $500, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus... Mm-hmm. It includes like up to $2 million of liability, uh, short-term rental of equipment, you know, if, if something needs to go in for repair, uh, coverage of portfolios, coverage of computers, if you want to add that kind of stuff. So it does add up and it's probably ultimately worth it for me, although it's just annoying not to spend six $700 for getting nothing if I don't use it kind of thing, you know, but that's insurance, right? Um, so yeah, if you do it and it ends up working out, uh, you can go to TCP Those are the people I use. Other people do it. I know that, um, like ASMP and a bunch of the other, uh, organizations also offer insurance through their, like I know PPA has an insurance right uh, thing
1: that they do. do. Do any of the manufacturers offer policies? You know, some of them have like... Like Canon Pro Services or something? Yeah,
0: I mean, you could pay for... Yeah, if you're a Canon guy, you could pay for Platinum uh, CPS or whatever it is uh, if you have enough equipment that you qualify. Um, I never did. I always wanted to just do the gold so that I could at least get stuff repaired really quickly. Mm -hmm. But I never found that it was... It ended up being worth it, so I never really did it. And just being CPS... uh, uh, Bronze or whatever the free one is still got you, so you could send the stuff to CPS repair, not to just regular Canon repair, which generally meant they turned it around faster. I didn't get. Right. If I was a sports guy, it allow also allows you to like borrow big long lenses for events and that kind of stuff if you want to try stuff out. But I'm not that kind of guy, so it doesn't make a difference to me. So yeah, uh, tcpinsurance.com can do uh photo equipment. And the woman I dealt with over there, whose name I can't remember was super sweet and very helpful she's just like basically fill out this spreadsheet with what equipment you have and i'll figure out how much uh you owe interestingly enough when i went from canon to my pentax i had to call them up and figure it out and it turns out my pentax kit was almost to the dollar the same value as my whole canon kit Hmm. just because i had way more lenses on the canon right so so it added up to a lot more it was about ten thousand dollars and it's about ten thousand dollars now so uh yeah there's the insurance thing uh you got anything to add to that one?
1: Uh no. No. He's like, no,
0: nothing about insurance.
1: No, I don't I don't insure my ex do insure, pro. Do you insure
0: one. uh how do you feel about insurance for things you don't legally have to have insurance for, if you if you understand what my example. Um do, would you insure, would would you pay for Apple Care?
1: I do pay for Apple Care. Okay. Um Although now T Mobile includes Apple Care. With every purchase, with every Apple purchase. Right,
0: but you're paying for it ultimately, right?
1: No, it's it doesn't change the cost of the, the phone at Not all. really? Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what else would I... Yeah, a lot of people... I mean, I, go ahead.
1: I, I do like extended warranties on certain things. You do?
0: Okay. Even if they're through uh-huh. a third party? Yes. Okay.
1: <clears throat> yes.
0: Like if you buy a big uh, TV through... Best buy would I you just
1: buy No no not best buys are best buys horrible Well first of all I, won't, I wouldn't shop at best buy A buys, lot of so
0: Amazon stuff does the extended warranty they do it through some company right Uh
1: yep yep weird And some of them you know if it's if it's pretty reasonable 10 dollars $20 whatever Yep uh, you know, it might be worth it. But I think you have to look at the policy and see what it will or won't cover. See,
0: that's that's my problem. I mean, with, with the camera stuff, it's pretty much, you know, if your stuff gets blown down a river, they'll buy a new stuff, you know, um, mm-hmm. which is useful to me. And interestingly enough, even though I bought a lot of my stuff uh, used,
1: it's insured for the full price. Right. So like the the compressor I just bought, I did the extended warranty on it because it was... It was uh, an air compressor. Uh, eight, yeah, eighteen dollars for three years. Okay, and if it if anything happens to it, they just send you a a, a gift card for the value of the machine. Oh, so you just go so, buy a new and one. Effectively, they just swap it, swap it out.
2: Well,
0: that's handy. Yeah, for the exact value of the machine, you go in. You're like they're like that'll be twenty eight hundred dollars and six cents. Or you're like, oh, and you're like digging through your pockets for a nickel. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. Um, yeah. Sir, <laughs> we
0: have a line uh, let's take a break and thank our sponsor squarespace uh i was just uh in there this morning with squarespace playing around with squarespace we're, yep i had Jeffrey, to were you things. making your next move i was making my
1: next move and i was making it beautiful were, were you using you.
0: uh award winning
1: designer templates i i was in fact and i was making them better
0: was it an online store that looked yes. like your award-winning template
1: yes you didn't have to
0: go it out to some other store. application to god no 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 uh no. let me ask you yeah let me i went ask to
1: geo to host my e-cons. did you have
0: to go on there so you you were patching and upgrading your installation for security concerns uh,
1: no no i didn't do
0: that i didn't do that Oh, okay yeah, yeah i don't think you have to do that there uh no, uh, I didn't do that. uh yeah and 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 it was
1: easy enough that you didn't even
0: have to use their award-winning 24 7 customer service
1: did not did not, although uh, I did have to look something up on the Google. Oh,
0: on the Google. Did you find your answer? Yeah. Was it on a Squarespace support site, the answer? Yes, it was. Yeah, see?
1: <laughs> you know, I like I like the... P- so I could have actually not used Google and just searched the knowledge base. Well, you know, okay,
0: what's, what's interesting is that the knowledge base is actually really interesting because people will put up things like, I'm using this template and I'm trying to do this. Has anybody else done that? And almost to a question, somebody will stick a chunk of CSS code and go, Oh yeah, here you go. Drop this in your first page and it'll take care of that. Um, it's pretty impressive. The stuff these people come up with. Um, also Squarespace now does domains, So if they have a, they have a unique domain experience that's fully transparent, simple to set up, flexible for any kind of website. So if, if, if you want to buy, you know, uh, uh, Jeffrey likes his toilet paper roll Forward. dot com. You could buy that on Squarespace. Squarespace. dot com. What is that? A bad domain? No, it's. Great. Do you think it would be hard to spell? Would people have a hard time writing that out?
1: Maybe. <laughs> you yeah. know the debates when you see people- maybe just maybe just tp over under. dot com. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, so go check them out the Squarespace is used by a wide range of creatives People, businesses, musicians diner, uh, Designers, uh, artists Restaurants and more And go start your free trial today at squarespace.com When you decide to sign up for Squarespace yeah. uh, Please use the OTP. offer code OTP And you'll get 10% off your first purchase And uh, you'll show your support for on taking pictures Thank you so much to Squarespace For supporting 5 by 5 And on taking pictures Squarespace make your next move I feel like we're a little punchy right now
1: Make it Make that. Are move. you making
0: the move now? Are you like moving? You gotta go. I'm not you gotta go make that, that move.
1: <laughs> I, got, I gotta go make a movement. <laughs> what?
0: <No. laughs> oh, that's what happens when you
1: get older. Uh, that's right. Uh, no, I can do it right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, TMI. All right, Adam. Adam, what have you got going here, Adam? Let's see. Uh, this is driving me crazy. Uh oh. And to a point where I might just quit. uh Oh. Hmm. Quit what? Dramatic pause. It has been increasing in the last couple of years, and it has reached a tipping point for me. Situation as follows. Client arrives to have their portrait taken. We talk and photograph. I might do anything from 30 to 120 exposures. Sometimes we review them on the back of the camera, but other than that, they leave and say, looking forward to seeing them. I then select between 5 and 10 images, do post, Uh, Do some in color, some in black and white, if they have desired that. And then I send them a link. And then every time, (laughs) every... Bleeping time. uh, Yeah. uh, They look great. Can I see the rest? (laughs) It's driving me insane. Maybe it's a low sense of self-esteem. But when I get the email, I read, wow, they sure stink. Maybe you have overlooked something that I can actually use. I'm sick and tired Of them not trusting my judgment. Yeah. But is it just me? Does Bill get the same? The problem is that the client hears the camera click. They know I took more than five images. So maybe it's just that. How do you handle it?
0: Hmm. Well, I think that it's a multi-step process. One, and I end up in the same place as you. So Adam, don't worry about being upset by it because it upsets me too. I think that there's an expectations game that needs to be played, where you can say, uh, "Yes, I'm taking 100. You know, I'm going to take about 100 photos. I'll call them down to the best ones. You know, get rid of the ones where your eyes are closed or two that look very similar, and I'll pick the best of the Mm -hmm, two. mm -hmm. And then they start to understand that, yeah, maybe they'll only see 30 out of 150, or they'll see 10 out of 50. You know, Um, it's it's a it's a step by step process. Does the
1: select does the select process get overlooked by clients? Does, does the fact that selecting and, and sort of curating your own work is a skill yeah, that I happen to, you have d- to be does good that good get and
0: that's part of what you're paying me for?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I will tell you that I very, very, very rarely, uh, have, I, I never have commercial clients or magazine clients say this to me. I almost always have individual portrait clients say this to me and I don't take that I mean it's it's a minority of my work like individuals coming in me taking their portraits mm-hmm. mostly because they get a say when you're shooting for a magazine the magazine gets the say and the subject never even sees the pictures so there's less objectivity I think a lot of it is actually just the people themselves feeling like the, the that that they're worried about how they look. They're self-conscious about the whole thing. So they think, oh, maybe there's a picture in there that, that Adam didn't see that is like the perfect one of me that he doesn't realize it or, or, oh, wow, these, I mean, they're really good, but they all look like me. Maybe there's one that doesn't look like me and it looks better than me or, you know, some sort of thought right. process like that. The 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 bigger problem that I have lately is that I will take pictures. I will call the 150 down to 30 send 30 over maybe a couple of them sort of quasi retouch the ones that I think were best that I want to kind of push them towards. Um, and then I don't hear anything for 24 hours and I'm like, all I can think in my head is, Oh my God, (laughs) they hate hate them. (laughs) Right. Right? Like they're trying to figure out how they can get their money back.
1: Yeah. Or they're, they're like, Hey, can we get somebody to reshoot these? Exactly. Right.
0: Now, That has only ever happened to me as a professional one time where a guy was so angry that he was like, this is terrible. Like almost every other time people are very happy with the work. Right. So this is all in my head. That's not a real reality. Um, and invariably lately, like I did two shoots last week, both of it happened with both of them. And then they get back to me and they're like, Oh my God, these are amazing. Like, can I get this one, this one, and this one? Cause I'll, I'll give them a choice of 20 right. and I'll say, pick your favorite three and I'll retouch those and send you the high res, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in reality, no one needs more than three portraits. You know, if you're like a businessman or an author or whatever it is, you maybe need a closer one, a little wider one, and one for profile shot or something, you know, some some kind of thing like that, right? You don't need 20 of them because you're never going to use 20 of them. So you talk the people into explaining to them that what you're actually going to deliver are high res of up to three or up to four, you know, of the 20 sure, that I sure, showed sure, you sure. or something. So defining that process of like, okay, this is the way I work. I'm going to shoot a bunch. I'm going to send you a subset of that that you choose up to three from. And I'll, you know, retouch those and send them to you. Um, some people will try to push for, I want all of it. And it's like, no, you're
1: annoying. You're not getting all of it.
0: And I right. mean, and I'm to the point where I can say that. Well, not the annoying part, but no, you can't have them all.
1: Or you can't have the raw files. <laughs> you can call me. Yeah. I'll say it. To I <laughs> mean,
0: my, my final product is not the raw file that came out of the camera. So, no, you can't have right. the raw files. Um, right, right. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that helps. Uh, it does. It, it, like I said, it happens less when the client isn't also the subject. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, not that you can. Yeah, there's a little that.
2: buffer right. in between. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, yeah. Sorry, Adam. I don't have a good answer for that. But I guess it's it, I don't know if it happens any more than it ever did before. Uh, Paul, if there's no objective measure for a work's worth debatable. Uh, how does uh, how does you how do you recognize when your work is good? So if there's no objective ruler of of whether work is good, Jeffrey, how do you know when your work is good?
1: Um, how do I know when the work is good? Uh, He's like, I'll let you know I, when it happens. But um, yeah, right. A, a lot of times, I I I have a hard time thinking that it is right. good. But um, and it depends on the work. You know, if you're talking about you know conversations that I have with people, or you know uh photographs or or painted work i i don't know i mean i always err on the side of there's something i could have done better um but sometimes there are photographs or or you just look at it and you go if that was you know if that were if that were done by someone else i would want to comment on that i would want to reach out to them and go wow that's a really terrific picture yeah, sure Or that's a, that's a really, you know, I would listen to that or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think it can only, your work can only be good if, if,
0: if you think that it's good. Does that make sense? Like, um, yeah. So, you know, if, if you spend a lot of times looking at books or going to museums or going to see shows and, and you can, you've picked out the kind of work that makes you feel good, right? The kind of work that you look at other people's in that style or, or that sector, that kind of portrait, say in my case um like i i will i will flip through an atlantic magazine and i'll open it up and there'll be a sort of slightly wider than normal angle portrait environmental lit from the side some kind of thing like that and i'll go wow that's really nice i wish i had taken that and that and that gives me a clue of what it is that my aesthetic is and therefore when i shoot my own stuff that looks like that i go okay yeah, yeah yeah i've gotten that thing that makes me happy you know mm-hmm. jeffrey's paintings i would never make anything like that like i i would never even think to you know what i mean just, it's just
1: not my natural aesthetic right right um if i want to hang them in the in 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 the house hang your own stuff that's a stuff. good benchmark yeah, yeah if i if i if i don't mind looking at it from day to day yep. that's yeah. a good benchmark for me but too but i think
0: that you need to have some ref out, outer reference and i don't mean like some absolute outer reference but have seen enough stuff that you can calibrate your own way of looking at the world, right? Mm-hmm. Like self calibration kind
1: of thing. Sure, and I think that that mm, that could be a whole other topic, and we might want to jump into that at some point. But the, the I think your 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 definition or your um, uh, valuation of your own work. Changes based on the work that you expose yourself to.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: You know, um, and I think the more you expose yourself to other types of work, if you're a if you're a photographer, you know, if you're listening to music right. or watching television or seeing opera or whatever, not just reading photography magazines and looking at other photography sites, right. that is is going to help gauge. Um, what you think of your own right. work. Um, one of my favorite sources of inspiration is uh, are film titles. Sure, yeah. You know, there are some amazing things being done in the first 90 seconds of a yeah. film. The
0: stuff that everyone's you waiting
1: know? to finish so they can start the movie. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes, I mean, look, we've all been to films where you go, gosh, that was a real stinker, but the titles may have been amazing. Or, you know, uh, yeah, I remember Catch Me If You Can, bits and pieces of it, but I remember the title sequence almost frame by frame. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Or Seven, right. or you know, Fight Club, or you know. So I, I think that that valuing your own work is a is a is a constant sort of slide rule, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're, you're redefining and reevaluating, and 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 you're going to make work that's crap, right? right. And that's okay. And I think I'm what I'm learning is it's okay to make the crap as long as I also acknowledge that I made something pretty good. Right. Sure.
0: I mean, yes, there there's always something you can always make something better, but I think that there's a place for accepting that you've you've gotten past some threshold that you wanted to get past, right? Doesn't mean that it's perfect, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's like, Oh, it's it's definitely in that league. That's great. You know, that that makes me right. feel good. Right. I took a picture last week that I accidentally kind of fell onto a lighting style that Annie Leibovitz was using in the early 90 or late nineties that I always wondered how the hell she did it. And I kind of fell onto it and I go, Oh, that's what she was doing. Okay. Mm. (laughs) You know, um, and it's just because it started looking like that and I go, Oh, that's must be what she did back then or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Right,
1: right, right, right. Um, well, and, and the other thing is learn to recognize when, when, when good enough is good. That's one that I struggle with a lot. Yeah. You don't, you don't like to let go. No, that there has to be, you know, uh, there has to be a certain amount of polish, you know, or it it doesn't stand on its own. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and sometimes that can get, you know, ridiculous, you know. Um, My my dad, growing up, we had, uh, my dad had a, 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 a custom boat, flat bottom boat that was... Custom painted and chromed and you know, anodized aluminum fittings and braided line, and it was a showboat. He entered it in competitions, and blah blah blah. And the guy that painted it was uh, a real good friend of his named Dennis McQuinney. Uh, and, and when Dennis finished the boat, when he finished the main painting, he, he put he, he did 72 coats of clear lacquer, <sighs> color sanding in between each one. 72 coats of lacquer now to Dennis that was absolutely necessary that was required to finish it that was the level of polish and finish that needed to happen At, at,
0: at, at, at layer 25 did
1: anyone else notice a difference exactly and maybe there is a purpose to it I don't know but you know at some point you had to look at that and go man that looks pretty good yeah but his choice was now nope, a little more question little is more, why not more, 74, you know? Right. Yeah. What was it about 72? That was okay.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's your own personal definition, right? When is done done. Yeah. Um, did you read that one or I did? I don't remember. Uh, Michael Corin, thanks for doing this show with such consistent high, qual- consistently high quality. Uh, Thank you, Michael. For at least one day a week, your show Transform a miserable twenty fifty five mile commute into an enjoyable ride. My oh, question is perhaps more suited to Bill, but I'd like to hear Jeffrey's perspective as well. Uh, how does a f- how how fancy does a photographer need to be to justify hiring an agent? Um, I know photographers that are a hundred times more. Successful than I will ever be. Who never had an agent? I know people who are uh, 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 who who have an agent who don't get any work at all. In in the recent years, the whole idea of having an agent, you know, look, they take a cut. You know, uh, theoretically, they find you work and they sell you, and they deal with haggling with people. And I hate that side of the business. So for me, it's absolutely worth it just from a, you know, Oh, these people want to use this image for another year, unlimited use and whatever it is. And I'm like, I have no idea how much that is. How much should we charge them? Well, you know, (laughs) we'll, 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 we'll say five grand or whatever the thing is. Right. And I'll be like, all right, if you think you can get it, let's see what you can get. You know, for me, that's worth them taking a big chunk. Um, Mm -hmm. however, I will tell you that it is not like you decide you want an agent and you just go hire an agent. It's the agents decide if they want to take you on and.
1: Which is another aspect of it. You are then part of a stable of. Right. Of other artists, which can be a good thing because maybe somebody's flipping through the agent's book. The agent says, Hey, look at this guy or girl. Yeah. And they go, eh, yeah, I but I like this them. one. Who's this? But what person? about this right. guy? Yeah, uh, yeah. and th-
0: and that absolutely happens, right? You know, like people will 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 go towards one person or another or that kind of thing, right? Uh, I will tell you when I was looking for a new. I used to have an agent. I was looking for a new agent of, uh, two three years ago, and I sent what were essentially cold emails to seventy seven different agencies. Nice. I think it was something like that. Like I got a list of yeah. all of the ones in the New York area. I called them down to ones who had photographers who did work like mine. Cause you know, if it's an all fashion thing, that's not right for me. If it's an all right, right. Booze still life. So I'm not going to be that guy, you know? Um, and I heard back from none of them. Hmm. And then about a six weeks later, I sent out follow up emails to all of them. And I heard back from five. And I met with three and I chose one, but it was not an easy process. It's not like I just decided to, you know what I mean? Like, like I, in some ways I feel fortunate to have an agent, not, Oh, I guess now I have to have an agent, you know? Um, and there is a level of, there's a lot of places that you can't get into without one, you know, where they expect like, Oh, who's, who's your agent before they'll even talk to you where Your agent may know somebody who's an art buyer at some place and they'll be like, Oh, you should talk to Bill. And it's like, Oh, and you know, my agent sent me over. You know, like, can I, you mind if I come in with my book? You know, that kind of thing. Right, right, right. Um,
1: Yeah, there's a legitimacy that, that might be there's definitely a
0: legitimacy that comes with having representation. Yeah, yeah. Um, You're, you're pre vetted, you know. Um, So, how fancy does a photographer need to be? That's less of a question than do you think you can get one if your work is at that level and then be right. whether the things that the agent will do for you are things that you don't or can't or don't want to do for yourself. I hate self-promotion. Right. I hate dealing with the money stuff. I just want to shoot. So if you're going to take X yeah. percent to do that, great, you know.
1: And ultimately, they're going to need to see X percent yeah. before they take you on yeah. anyway. And the nice thing... I mean, it's, it's, it's a yeah, business. They may think you're a great person, but unless you fit their roster of either talent or the types of things that they are, that they are going after.
0: There's also a nice thing where it can be a good cop, bad cop kind of thing where, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know, and they'll say, you know, it's okay. I can be the bad guy, you know? Oh, Jeffrey, I'd love to work for you for that price, but my agent, you know, like you're going to really have to talk to her and she can be a complete, you know, whatever to you and it doesn't reflect on me specifically. She's just being a hard ass agent, you know? Sure. Um, yeah, sure. And it's the same stuff. And I'm sure in the acting world and all the rest of it. Right. Um, you want the next one, Mike?
1: All right, Mike. Um, do you know what photographers that are called ambassadors for a certain company receive from that same company in return? Mm-hmm. Good question. Uh, like you guys, i read a lot about gear, but like reading about politics, I'm wary of the source, specifically the writer's motivation. Not to impute bad motives or to be cynical, but I really would like to find out just how sweet a deal they get because to have an influence of some sort, right? Yeah, it has to have some I mean, influence
0: Mark, of some sort, right?
1: Yeah. Have either of you ever been approached for a program like that? Just curious. Uh, no, but I can tell you that occasionally they get cameras Yep. either to keep or... More often uh, for a
0: loan uh, or a long-term loan.
1: Yeah, loaner, long-term loan, uh, and, and often before they are released into the public.
2: Yeah. Or, um, or they because... get
0: crazy deals on stuff that they want to buy. They
1: get stuff for cost, right. essentially. Right. Um, I know uh, I know a Fuji person who gets some hardware. Right. Um, I know a Panasonic person. I, know, I, I don't know what he gets to keep, but I know that he does get some things ahead of the right. game
0: question is whether that's important to you. I think th- there are famous quote unquote photographers who will actually get money for stuff like really high end people. Right. Um, right. Although I think there's, pro- that's probably less of a thing now than it was maybe
1: 10 years ago. Um, right. Well, and then there on the other side of that, there are people like McNally who everybody assumes Nikon is handing him gear But he has said at many different workshops and trade shows that he pays for every piece of gear he gets.
0: Yeah. Although I do believe his wife worked for Nikon for a while, so I mean, I think that there's there's always there's usually another story behind the scenes. Like uh, you know, um, it's 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 interesting. I have I have never been approached by anybody to do that officially. I have gone out to dinner with reps of certain companies like when they're in town for photo plus and stuff i've been asked to like go out to dinner with people and i'll sit there Mm -hmm. and talk to you know the the pr people or whatever it is and usually and some of the other people around the table were sort of ambassador kind of people i also know professional high-end photographers who are quote-unquote ambassadors for a particular brand but when you get them off the record they're like i wouldn't touch that stuff i use a blank
1: you know so, which kind of yep, sucks,
0: but it happens. It certainly does happen.
1: It's kind of sucks. I mean, I, I would hope that, you know, if a company approached me that they would, uh, value or appreciate honest Yeah. Feedback. What you
0: were doing. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if anybody has ties to companies, you know, say hello for us.
0: Yeah. We like stuff. I'll take, I'll take free stuff for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if it's just loner stuff, like I would love to play with you know the new Olympus, or I would love to play with an XT two for a couple sure. months, and just yeah. you know any of these yeah. things because that's that's how you get to know them, right? Yeah,
0: I've been I've been at photographers' houses where you know they had a camera and they're like, oh, I've been playing with this Fuji. Yeah, they send me a few others, and they go look in the box, and there's like two other cameras in the box that they didn't even know were there, you know?
1: Right, um, right, 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 right. So
0: it happens, absolutely happens, yeah. it totally
1: happens. I mean, it's it's you know. Uh, I I don't have, like Bill said, I don't have relationships with, with manufacturers. I have relationships with book publishers. sure Yep. Yep. You know, and that's, that's a win-win for me. I love talking about books, writing books, reviewing books, uh, writing about books rather. Um, and then I get to, to, you know, put something in my library. Right. Right. You know, um,
0: um, next one. Is this me? Uh, Patrick Uh, Wong, uh, good friend of the show. Uh, Do you think gear lust is a primal urge that can be temporarily satiated but never gets satisfied? I've heard the Pentagon has perpetual gear lust for fancier weapon systems that cost an astronomical amount that only perform so-so. Instead of providing our ground forces with basic tools and support that are much less costly, uh, many photographers appear to have the same approach and think that the only thing between them and financial financial success, fame, and beautiful images is a shiny new doohickey. Discuss.
1: Well, look. That's that's you know. That's why they're in business. The photographic, yeah, the photographic industrial complex, if yeah, you will. Yeah. Uh it, 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 Manufacturers make money by you buying the fancy new yep. doohickey. They don't make money by you, you know, spending five years thinking what about
0: what doohickey you're going to buy. Yeah.
1: Right. Oh wait, was that at me? <laughs> Thinly veiled criticism. Oh no, I, I'm saying uh, one. That one was thinking of buying. Go ahead. Right, right, one. Uh this yeah. one. Um yeah, I mean it's it, you know, and as for the Pentagon, look, I mean, the problem with the
0: Pentagon and the problem with a lot other photographers is that you could imagine if you have access to money that getting a lot of new gear all the time is fun, you know. Right. Uh I mean
1: the need for it is is not necessarily related it's, to It's it's not yeah. there. I mean it's different than it was you know, in, in film because a film camera didn't change a lot from year right. to year. But you may go from uh, not having stabilization to having 5-axis stabilization in the next model right. year. Well, that's a big jump for for some people. That's a big right. feature leap for some yeah. people. Or going from, you know, 16 megapixels to 24 megapixels and 4K video. Well, that's a big jump over 16 megapixels and no yep. video. Yeah, um, As I... Is any of that? As I as
0: I get older, I have less gear lust. And
1: yeah. that goes
0: for computers, that goes for cameras, that goes for, you know, A V equ- stereo equipment. I
1: get so you know, I you guys have listened to this. I I just get paralyzed sure. by it. Yeah. You know? And my friend Jeff we were talking the other day and he said, Look, it's always better to be doing than thinking yep. about doing. And I spend way too much time just thinking right, about doing it. Right, right. right.
0: Yeah, I uh I, I used to read all the magazines and keep up with stuff and sometimes people ask me like oh I got this much money I want to do this like what camera should I get and I mean I have I have the answers you and I can talk about but I don't have every yeah, Panasonic sure. new camera wired down to know whether that I have no idea. Right. Right. Um I do, it's it at a certain point. It, I don't, I'm like the old guys. Ah, it doesn't matter. I have a 10 year old, whatever. You know, it's like, I have a, now a three year old camera, you know, I mean, the camera's been out for a while. Um, it do, but it, it does, does everything, everything I want to do. By and large, you want yeah, it to do, which gets back to a question a couple down from here. I will maybe use it as our next question. Uh, actually is the next question. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think about it that much. Um, I used to think about that kind of stuff a lot. I used to obsess about that kind of stuff. I think once you get to a certain level of gear, too, you have less lust about what could be above you. If you're shooting with a Rebel and you're like, oh man, that 5D would be nice, you know, right. Then, well, right. that's maybe a big leap because you can actually focus and whatever it is. But at the point at which you have the 5D and you're like, okay, I could get more megapixels, I guess. It could be bigger, mm-hmm. I guess, or whatever the thing is, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, I think it gets, I think for some people it gets satisfied. I think some people are into photography for the doohickeys and not for the pictures. Sure. And I think that's one of the reasons. And,
1: and oftentimes the photographs that they take show that.
2: speak yep. to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Jesper asked, uh, without thinking about money, what would your dream camera system? Uh, what would be your dream camera? If, okay. No, money, no, no holds barred. What would you, what
1: would you have, Jeffrey?
2: Hmm.
1: No holds barred. You know, I, I mean, at the moment, maybe like a pristine six, seven with a, with the waist level finder, which is not crazy. No. At all. Um, no, I mean, I could buy one tomorrow if I really yeah. wanted one. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's that's part of the problem. See, <laughs> without being too crazy, the the, the cameras that I am looking at, money they're is not all the attainable. Object. Yeah, I mean, I don't think about the money of them Right. because they're all about the same price. So it doesn't. They're all within two or three hundred dollars of one another. Right. Um, you know, I am. I am like many of you who might be listening. Stuck in that well, but this one has a headphone jack and this right, one right, doesn't. Right, right. Or this one has five axis stabilization. This one only has three. You know all this sort of ridiculousness that we get stuck on, and uh, you know none of that really makes a difference. Um, a dream camera system. I, I because I love the look of the files. I will if I had to be pressed, maybe uh, an XT two with the grip, the twenty three and maybe the 60 macro. Not
0: the new GFX with the waist level look down or the finder where you can look down into it?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, I, I've never even seen one. So I don't, I mean, of the cameras that I've seen, yep. it looks amazing though. And supposedly the files are gorgeous yep. that are coming out of it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if money were no object, but you know, that's a big, gigantic yep. commitment. And it's not a, you know, it's not big in terms of weight, but and I don't know. It's much bigger than an X-T2. Yeah, um, is. I, you know, I, I think that my
0: st- current still system is pretty much my dream system. I mean, yeah, if I had a hundred thousand dollars, I'd buy a phase one, whatever it is, but I don't, it wouldn't give me much more than I'm getting now. So I don't know why I would bother mm-hmm. maybe buy some more glass. Um, if, if I had unlimited funds, I would also have a separate video system. Um, yeah. probably a black magic. I mean, w- I mean, money, no object. Sure. I'll have a red or an RE, Ari, what, you know, whatever, but yeah. like an Alexa, like new Alexa, yeah, but, but no, yeah. I mean, within reason I would have some sort of little black magic thing. Even a, even a pocket camera with some good micro four thirds glass, a little, a little mm-hmm. audio recorder, or maybe, maybe even get a tap out of that thing into something like, uh, the sound devices, uh, pixie yeah. that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah that sure. Dan the little, the little the video uh, devices. Yeah. One? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, something like that, but that's, but I have friends who have all those things. So if I want them to use them for a thing, I can borrow them. You know, I don't need those myself. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so yeah, that's nothing, nothing doing. Uh, yeah. next,
1: uh, Robert Paul Jansen, uh, once shot in black and white, it feels wrong to reprocess in color like these really well done, but not supposed to be thoughts. Uh, so there's a link here to a business insight. It's kind of funny. I didn't see this and I added it in later or did I uh, I, I no, put it? I uh, in?
0: Yeah, it was in the, it was a link in the thing. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So sorry. sorry. I added it in again. Um, look, no disrespect to the person who did the, uh, the retouching because it's, it's terrific. Yeah, it's it's well very done, difficult to do this. You well. know? Um, but number one, it's only an approximation. You, you know, the first shot of Lincoln, yeah, it's well done, but you don't really know if that's what Lincoln's complexion looked sure. like. You can make it a, a, a guess, but you don't yep. know. Um, and the same with the rest of them. You know, Churchill, very well done, but, you know, and some of these look, turned out better than others for me. Um, I don't like them. I mean, overall, I, I think they should be left alone because they represent... It's not just the photograph that, that you're that you're coloring. It's that period in time, right? And and, and yeah, but it was photographs... in color at that time, right? Or was it? Yes, you were but, alive our, but, but, was, but our then was it in color. <laughs> <laughs> but our ability to to capture it wasn't. Right. So so you're you're still making somewhat subjective choices as to what sure. was really happening. I I I just I don't. I mean, I, again, I, I, no disrespect to uh, uh, Ms. Amaral uh, and uh, in, in the skill that it took to do it. They're really well done. I just think they should be left alone.
0: Fair enough. I, I think there's a couple in here. The, the one of uh, the Civil War, the guys next to the cannon... Yep, that one almost looks like it could be a modern shot, right? Like that, a bunch of guys in. Yeah, tri- and it's the colors are a little. It looks a little off yeah, to me. Maybe. Oh, it's a it's French um, uh, soldiers in the Russian Fra- Russian Franco Prussian War rather.
1: You know the 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 Oswald shot. Yeah. Um. You know the he looks one's kind pretty of pretty good. The guy behind him looks a little pasted yep. in um i don't know i i I tend to leave them alone yeah fair enough yeah
0: i do i mean it's unnecessary did you back in the 80s uh when they started all of the colorizing of old films on turner classic movies remember when that was a a big Mm -hmm, mm to-do did did you did it bother you or did you think oh that's kind of neat it bothered you
1: no I, i didn't like it i didn't like it yeah
0: yeah. uh rob Eaves, but seriously any tips on submitting photos to media outlets and getting published thanks
1: Ugh, um that's a tough one and it seems like more and more if they want you they'll find i think you.
0: that it is if if what you want is to do a project and get published i think that that is a more a more than a reasonable thing to do right the mm-hmm. the, the problem comes when in the old days, people used to say, oh, we're going to, uh, you know, I Jeffrey and I has an idea. He's going to write about this guy at the local TV repair thing. I'm going to go shoot pictures and we're going to pitch it to a magazine and the magazine's going to pay us for that. I think nowadays it's much more reasonable for you to say, uh, Jeffrey and I are going to do this thing, shoot it, have it all finished and try to get it on Medium or Huffington Post or you know, someplace that's not going to pay you for it, but it'll get you quote unquote Mm -hmm. exposure. That is Mm -hmm. a much more common thing now for something that you're, you're pitching. Um, if, If you're saying something you've shot already that you're trying to get published in a pitch sort of sense, that seems to be the way of doing it. I know guys who have been, Working on stuff recently and pitched it, and a bunch of people just shrug or they hear back and they or they say, right. "Oh, that's really great work, but uh, you know, it's not really what we're looking for right now."
1: Well, in a in a single a single photo or or a smaller set of photos is a tougher sell, I would imagine than a f- than a f- more of a fleshed out yeah. well, project.
0: Remember when we, um, oh God, what was her name? I met her, the one who remember the one who did the uh, the 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 Cosmo article on the cowgirls. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it turned out that they had they had you know they had worked this whole thing up and they ended up putting it on a medium because a lot of the pictures didn't get used in the magazine and whatever you know right so it's like right. you don't know what's going on. In in the background, and I think that a lot of those things are not as good as they sound. They, certainly, we're not in the days of you calling up Life Magazine and saying, "I want to go to China for six weeks, and you're going to pay for it, and I'm going to walk around, and take pictures." Right, right? That doesn't exist. What are you, Kappa? Yeah, Click. yeah. I mean, if <laughs> right. you're lucky, if you get a couple days to shoot something that's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, an article, not just a portrait or two. Um. Next one, Michael. Last one, I think you want to read that one or do you want me to get
1: it? Uh, I will do it if you'd like. All right, Michael, if that is your real name. (laughs) Uh, How do you become a good self-editor? Sometimes I just sit there and stare at my screen like a monkey because (laughs) I have no idea how to group images together for a series or select photos for a better flow. I mean... I know what I like, but that doesn't always work in conjunction with multi-image work. Sometimes I feel like being a good self-editor can drastically change what you look like as a photographer or brand. Uh, Anyway, thanks for all you two do.
0: That's a hard one.
1: It is another skill. Yeah, it's a completely different skill. And there are workshops that you can take there are uh people that you can talk to i know elizabeth avadon does uh a workshop on on looking at your own work and and yeah. sort of being self-critical and and learning but to, even then what you're getting yeah.
0: is her opinion of what she thinks that criticality is
1: yeah i mean and it's is that valuable well, yeah. i mean do you do you, uh, you know you've got to learn from something or somewhere if if you're struggling with doing it on your right, own true if 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 you're at the pl- the place where you're just throwing up your hands because you can't tell what's good and what's not good, then maybe it does benefit you to look at an outside opinion or, you know, maybe maybe throw up some photos on your website or medium or a set on Instagram and and ask for responses from people. Say, "Hey, what, you know what, rank these 1 to 5." Yeah. Um because I'm having a hard time choosing a best one and, and start doing that a few and see, times and see what you can yeah, and, from. and
0: see if it see if it correlates with what you think are your best ones. Um, but I mean, I, 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 I'm weary about crowdsourcing that kind of thing because it, it feels like it's the kind of internal direction, sense of direction that you have to find on your own, you know, or you have to have inside of you in some level because yeah but what do you do do if if uh i think it's practice
1: yeah as michael says you can't you don't you don't know what you're doing i think i think it's taking it in
0: in steps um when i did my first 365 whatever 10 years ago i got really good at taking 100 pictures and culling it down to four right Mm because you could sit there and you can go first cut. Yes. No. Yes. Well, that's kind of like this last one. So no. Oh yes, this one's good. No, no. And then you get it down. 100 goes to 50. Then you take all those and go, all right, is that one good enough to make it to the next round? Yeah, that one's good, but this one's not. And like, Yeah, but okay. But
1: where do you get that sense of good? I I think think a lot of that,
0: I guess two things. One, it really, for me, it comes down to a blink thing. Like it, it pops up and I go, no. Or yes, you know, that's that's like the first cut. Right. But then from but the idea of doing it in stages so that each stage isn't as severe as as trying to make decisions from a whole wall of images. Right. At first, you're just trying Mm -hmm. to get them in half and then you're trying to get that half in half and you get it down to where it's like, okay, I have 10 in the last thing. Which is, the, which is the weakest link? Oh, you know what? That one is not a little sharp or her eyes are a little weird. So drop that one down a star. Okay, now I have nine or whatever it is, right? You start playing these sort of best or worst games with yourself and, and, and making mm-hmm. an, uh, an iterative process. So you're basically kind of sanding down the set versus trying to chisel straight to where you want to be. Um, I found that that's very helpful. But for me, it really is just a, I, I've, I have my fingers on the one and on, on numbers, you know, one, two, three or whatever. And I'm going one, no, 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 one, no, no, one, one, no, 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 one. I mean, it's it's almost that fast. My, my first cut mm. and then the second cut, maybe I take a little more time for each of them or, or in the third cut will be, you know, let me say anything that goes to three stars has to be at least good and it needs to be good enough to be today's image. All right, so go through. No, that's not good enough. So it never gets three stars. And you can sort of like kind of up the ante each time, you know. Um, and then some are just going to stick out to you or not. He's also talking about series of photos where it's like, well, how do I choose which images of cowgirls? Because we were just talking about that. Are are the ones that, right. that make this work. You know, I, I went and saw that uh, the contact sheets for the Americans at that gallery um mm-hmm. i guess it was last week and you know what the, like it, it was interesting there's my friend kane who I was with i said you know would you have put the red box around the same image that this guy did
2: yeah and i don't know that a, I always would. great
1: have. that's a great exercise michael pick up magnum contact sheets yeah and look at what some of the you know potentially your favorite or certainly the more iconic photographers of the 20th century, look at what they shot and how they selected and see if you would have selected the same one
0: in the same way that, you know, art is art is editing, right? So, so Mm -hmm. in the same way that you choose when to press the button, you could take the 800 rolls that, that Robert Frank shot and you could pull a very different set of 80 images out of it that would be completely different than his and give a completely different impression of the Americans. If that was like the official title and you were editing. And I think people forget that that editing process is as much part of it as choosing when to press the shutter. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And look at it as such. Right. I mean, it's an artistic thing. I was like, what are you trying to say?
1: You know? Right. Right. Yeah. First of all, get rid of the technical. Like Bill said, Get rid of the ones that are poorly sure. exposed or aren't sharp. If there's sharp three that or, are almost identical,
0: you know, choose the best one and leave the other two.
1: Yeah. You've got a tree coming out of the back yep. of someone's head, you know, that kind of thing. Get rid of those and then focus on what you're trying to say.
0: Um, I think that's it. Is that it?
1: I'm getting worse. We, we should wrap anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I picked a, I picked a uh, photographer for today.
1: Where did I? Yeah, we won't go to the group because we're doing something different. Oh, that's true. Because we won't uh, we won't know until next week. So we'll be we'll be back next week with uh, a new assignment.
0: Uh, Photographer of the week, Claire Rosen. Uh, this is good I don't stuff. Know that, I don't know right where here. I found this person, but it was in my
1: folder of people that I'm. I may follow her. Do I follow her on Instagram? Because it looks familiar. I do. Well, there okay. you go. Well, then Jeffrey, you, you
0: tell me all about her.
1: I don't know anything about her other than I, I saw some of her photos and went, "Wow, that's interesting." It, um, she does these big tableaus. Yeah. These these not like, unlike last week's guy, in some ways, in the sense that they
0: are there's uh, a lot of
1: still life that is very organized. Yes, you know, um, not as many severed body yes, parts,
0: but dead birds. I'm
1: okay, okay with that. Uh the the Arthropodia yeah, the bugs. That is pretty they sexy. are
0: bugs on uh wallpaper.
1: But the the the, the color palettes are similar yeah. and complementary. Remember
0: that weird bug room at the uh museum you and I, I went to? I do.
1: Yeah, the one with the kind of coral colored yeah, walls. It, you walk up to it, it's all bugs yeah. on the walls. Yeah, that was yeah. terrific. Uh that was the, really terrific.
0: uh taxidermy stuff, the Millbrook collection is really interesting too. It's like a single light sort of spotlight views of different you know cabinet of curiosity kind of things in in, the, in I know you like that mm-hmm. term so um do I well you've mentioned you've used it a few times lately yeah uh which, which is uh I mean do you have a do you have a favorite of this stuff the dolls are freaky you know i
1: i like the uh like the the the, the fantastical feasts with all the different yeah. animals at at long tables i like that there's one with uh, the the last supper That I like. Um, I like her fashion stuff. This Lady Grey fashion, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, there's weird. The the stuff goes from 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 sort of straight up still life to surrealism to um, high concept fashion. Uh, Some of it is kind of Miles Aldridge looking. Yep. I I really like her work. It looks like lot. she's out in New Jersey. You yeah. Give her a call. Uh, has done some editorial work. I love this this layout she did for National Geographic magazine. Yeah,
0: you know what? That maybe is where I saw it. Let me see. Uh, oh oh, I see with the birds. Yeah yeah yeah.
1: With the birds and bird calls. Yeah, it might
0: be yeah. terrific. Yep. Isn't it interesting the talking parrot shot versus how they used it in the magazine? They cropped in and made it higher contrast. Mm-hmm. interesting very interesting yeah the the use of wallpaper is always a funny thing because you can actually just go buy wallpaper and use it as backdrops it's kind of fun um, right yeah there's some beautiful stuff in here
1: yeah i mean a little influence uh tim walker influence looks like maybe yeah i don't sure. know because i don't know her but um uh the workshop what a terrific picture that is
0: god i wish i could figure um, out where it is
1: that i originally saw her yeah, the Milbrook collection—that's a neat set. Yeah.
0: Look at the uh, nature morte, and it's 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 table tabloids. Very you know Vermeer esque. Okay, wait, where where are we? Uh, in the in um, the fine art four down? There are these still lives that the first one almost looks like it's a painting the way it is, because of the like focus of everything. But if you switch to some of the other ones, you can tell ah, that they're. It. Like the one of the oh, candle yeah. uh, and stuff, the lower left. That's yeah. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. I just, her, her man, lighting I'll tell you, is, I don't even superb. think like this, like this sort of um, yeah. set dressing almost skill that she seems to have, you know, this sort of organiz- mm-hmm. visual organizational skill with her hands. Like, Oh, I'm going to set yep. this group yep. of stuff in a way that's interesting. It just, it goes right over my head. It's like, I don't have <laughs> a brain like that. Or I just,
1: the fairy tales. Oh, that's a great yeah. set. Fairy tales and other stories. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: So good stuff. Yeah. This is, this is really. Claire neat. Rosen.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's surrealism without being sort of almost too decorative. And this is going to come out the wrong, but like, you know, remember the, the, the work of Kirstie yep. Mitchell with like the big, the big gowns. And I love that work, but it's almost too complex right right, right 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 to take in i mean you can only take in i think a few of those photographs at a time whereas i think i could look at more of claire's work at one sitting and not feel as sort of yeah the Kirsty uh, mitchell ones are aesthetically exhausting. or They're visually exhausting, exhausted yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. agree yep exactly uh well there you go claire rosen yeah nice choice nice See? choice
0: out of a hat i just pulled that out of there
1: you pulled it out of something.
0: <laughs> uh, if you want to get a hold of us, three four seven six eight seven ninety four eleven podcasted on taking pictures uh, dot com uh, at Bill Wadman at Jeffrey Storis. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Something you didn't have this uh, morning? Just
1: a no, no. Just you know, it's it's uh, thank you for listening to us for 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 spending five hundred plus hours. Uh, listening to this show. Um, you know, it's, it's if been. If you're a, still breathing, uh, you
0: know, take a, take a sip of water.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's been a lot of it fun. Has. And uh, so next time we begin year, year five. Six. Uh, wait, we're what?
0: finishing year five. It'll be the beginning of year six. Wait, yeah. really? 260 divided by 52. It's five
1: years total. It's five. That's. Five doing it for five. Oh Jesus! (laughs) My math was off. So, wow. Okay, so we begin year six.
0: That change your? Does it change your way of looking at it?
1: Well, it it, is. Yeah, I'm. I'm 20 percent more of a (laughs) clement than I was. (laughs) It's good stuff. Uh yeah, no, thanks though. I mean, it's thank you for being here and and you know, we want to keep doing the show yeah. and and we'll keep doing it as long as you keep yeah. listening to it and and as long as we keep figuring as out as stuff long to as talk you're about. Still alive. Right, which will be for a good long time. That's me knocking on on right. heaven's door. Um <laughs> what? Come on now. Uh, you keep joking like that, Adrian's going to come over and like cut you. <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you for listening we will see you when bill gets back yep. from San Francisco the,
0: uh, we'll see you on the 25th I guess it is
1: 25th something like that for uh OTP year so year six.
0: six we'll come up with something fun to do to yeah do.
1: all right thanks everyone thank you thank see you, you thank you. See you
3: going on and on the way we are for so See something's wrong As this way Say what you want to say